All right, welcome to Bourbon and Real Estate. This is episode three. We we actually skipped a week last week, so our apologies, but um, we were we were trying to um, get into a really cool place to taste some whiskey and and sample multiples for you, uh, but they they told us no, we couldn't film there. So, what's so special about a place that has a thousand bottles of bourbon? I mean, you'd think they want promotion, but evidently not. Yep. So anyway, so we took the week off, uh, enjoyed ourselves in Vegas at the Remax R4 convention. And uh, now we're back and uh, refreshed. So uh, today, Mark, you picked this one, so you get to do the unveiling. I'll make sure that the uh, camera zooms in on it. This is, this is the bourbon that has no name. It has a number. It's 1792, a small batch, made in our next door state of Kentucky, Kentucky. where all, all bourbon is made. and. Uh, it was rated very high on a lot of the bourbon places, and it's uh, eight, I, eight years old. And I don't think I've ever had it. I haven't either. That's so. It's just, I might go. And it's uh, it's its own brand. It's they have their own distillery. This is all they do. So this this is it. So cheers, cheers. Thanks, thank you guys for joining. Thank you. And uh, we'll let you know how this is throughout the show. It's hopefully uh, hopefully better than last week's because it was not my favorite. Smoother than last week. Oh yeah. I've got some a uh, little bit of vanilla. Do you feel it? Yeah. You taste it? Yeah, it's very complex. So that's what happens when you wait around for eight years in a barrel. Things happen. Well, we'll see what uh, how this gets throughout the show. So thank you guys again for joining. Again, we uh, I'm Tyler Morton with the Remax Victory. This is my friend Mark Berger, also with Remax Victory. And uh, we put together the show just to talk a little bit about bourbon, a little bit about real estate. Um, so I'm going to jump right in. And um, last week we were at Remax R4, as we said. And the big thing, the big takeaway for me, we got to meet with Joe Herrera, who uh, runs Love Local Real Estate. And it goes back to something I heard from Darren Persinger a while ago. But I had the conversation with him on leads, um, on quantity versus quality, because I personally have had a problem with too many leads Boy. that aren't the best quality. Um, and I've also, the conversation I had with Darren Persinger was, hey, I want to increase my conversion rate. And at that point he said, no, your conversion rate's great. You just need to increase the number of leads that you have. Yeah, so wrong, there's wrong this answer. weird middle ground that you need to really stay focused on. You can't overdo it because from what I've learned as a curator client. And as uh, a Facebook. And as Facebook ad. has developed, um, I can generate 200 leads off of a single property in less than 40 how do you, hours. How do you possibly sort through them? And, and that was the thing. I, I've got a team of two buyer's agents. Yeah. Joe has 12. Yeah. So uh, the, the takeaway for me was give them a little bit more information because, you know, we've always gone the back and forth of, or done the back and forth of, hey, do we give them all of the information up front? Do we tell them the price? Do we give them the location? Do we let them see all the photos? Mm -hmm. Those kind of things. Yeah. So my conversation with Joe was great and it was, you know, Hey, give them a little bit more information, cut down the number of leads that you're getting and, and start focusing on a little bit higher quality. And so that, that was a big takeaway and that wasn't even at the Remax convention, but you know, it, we, if you take away one thing from this show, maybe it's that, and it's like going to a convention, take one little tidbit that you can implement in your business. Right. And that complements it. Don't try to change what you are doing. That's been the common theme over the last, few episodes um, so mark you you brought up the next two points you want to jump right in and sure sure uh, it, it, we're, here we are in March 2017 
and uh, we are starting to run into some issues as we do every year with short appraisals yep. and hit, it, hit, it hits home and um, what we need to understand is that appraisers look six months back they're looking into the history and what are they looking into they're looking the last fall sure so that's kind of like the leftover stuff from the great summer that we had you know so they're looking at not the greatest comps in the world necessarily we as realtors are looking into what are we going to get this year when do we get our appreciation and one of the things I, one of the points i wanted to make is appreciation is a very weird thing it doesn't happen slowly over time. It doesn't happen a quarter of a percent per month that, 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 that if you get four or five percent appreciation. Appreciation happens, I think, in a week or two weeks or three weeks in the spring when want, things you, get out of balance. You want to say overnight, but it, oh, yeah. it, 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 it almost like, is. It, it's almost instantaneous. And this is the time of year when that happens, it's typically April and May. Well, and I've seen a, I mean, just from the client portals that I have I've set up for my clients, I've seen a ton of new homes come on the market just this week. Mm -hmm. So I think there's, and it's multiple offer city. I mean, you're, you're really getting into that. Um, what do you think is going to happen with supply and demand? Oh. Well, in Dayton last year, uh, I was surprised at the greater Dayton area. And sure. I'm, I'm speaking locally, obviously. Uh, minus 4.4% listings were available in 2016 over 15. If that happens again, that's a total of almost 9%, you know, off the market or less. And we, we're not seeing any buyer shortages here. No. They're going. They, they want to go. What I was surprised by is the, I actually was watching the news this morning, and uh, they were talking about uh, house flips were up 12% last year. And I, I, it must be in other markets because we don't see it here. Uh, it just the, the ones that are available, they, they're gone almost. Yeah, we're back. We've recovered from that 2007, 2008 debacle. Sure. You know, so that's, and plus, so. Well, I, I think that's a thing that buyers, you know, agents need to educate their buyers on is you're not going to be able to go in and if a property is a hot property and priced properly, um, you've got to come in with a very strong offer. If not, I mean, we're seeing above list price all day long. Yes. So yes. gone are the days of the clients that can come in and say, hey, I'm going to offer 10% less. Um, unless it's been on the market for a year and a half. For now, you know, for, for now. Sure. It's going to change, but this market is so hot. I mean, it is, it's, I don't even like it. But I think those clients will drain you. Um, I, oh, I, yeah, I think, yeah. I think you got to be careful on that. No and, time. No time for the good deals right now. Right. Because uh, a good deal is a house that you can actually uh, get. And, and, and see yourself living in. And live in, exactly. Um, so we talked about it being a hot market. One of the things that's come up in, uh, I was recently on the webinar for the Ohio Station. Association of Realtors. Mm -hmm. uh, was it Peg Rittenauer? Yes. And House Bill 532 takes effect April 6th. And one of the things that it's outlined in there is contemporaneous offers. And what that means is when you have multiple buyers that are looking at the same property, when they both decide, or three or four, or however many buyers you have that are interested in it, yeah. uh, when they both or all decide to write an offer on that property, how should it be handled? In the past, it's there's actually been lawsuits go both ways because our code of ethics says one thing that we must disclose and that the, we are working with another buyer and agency law and says another agency law says that you have a fiduciary responsibility and confidentiality to that client so um, house bill 532 outlines and there will be a disclosure form i guess available on the state website yeah and if you're watching outside of ohio hopefully you have something that's dealing with this already uh, but it's new to us so we're talking about it um, it will outline 
when that needs to transpire. So what happens is if you write, if, if Mark is one of my clients and he wants to write an offer on a property, but I'm also showing Shannon the property, uh, Mark wrote the offer, Shannon's just looking at it, I still am not disclosing it to Shannon. Don't have to. Don't have to, I actually cannot. Right, right, um, right. So once Shannon has decided to write an offer, bam, now I have to notify all parties in writing. Um, and once all parties are notified in writing, they do have the option for you to refer them to another agent. Yes, as they should, you know. Sure. That the dual agency and those kinds of conflicts are not to be tolerated, and we need to keep our consumers uh, on top of the. Absolutely. No, it's the fair it, playing. Protecting playing field. them. So. Yes, yes. Um, the, the other thing that's outlined in there is earnest money return. And this is, this really hasn't changed, but I think they're making the language more clear on, on how earnest money is to be handled because. The contract says very clearly, our contract at least, says that the earnest money is to be returned to the buyer if these things happen. You know, if they walk away from inspections during, if they, you know, if they walk away validly, I should say, uh, during inspections because they were unhappy or they were unsatisfactory inspections, the buyer has the right to do that. And it says that if they choose to exercise that right, they are to get the earnest money back. We as brokers cannot make that determination. So um, even though the contract says that does not mean that we can release it. And I think that's a very common misconception. Well, hey, it's in the contract. Why can't we just do it? The law over overrides our, any local contracts, and, period. And so now they have very specifically said that you have to either A, have a signed release, which we've always required at our office, uh, a signed release or a court order that yeah, which we don't like to see um, but a court order that's specified uh, where that earnest money goes so I, I think those two things those were the two big takeaways for agents there were some other broker language and, and things like that in there um, but I think those were the two biggest things um, we'll talk a little bit of tech tech time tech time I know we just went gadget from, time yeah we love gadget we went time. From one thing to the other and do I have this in my pocket I don't have oh, the, back, back. No, it is? Yes, no, back it's back my it. pocket. No, that's my keys. Here we go. <laughs> I lied. Mm. Um, so what, the first thing that I want to talk about, I'm an iPhone user. Um, I would like to quote, quote Chris Smith uh, on saying, you know, who has a smartphone in the audience. And he originally started out with, if you have a Blackberry, put your hand down. And then it went on to, if you have an Android. And I, I'm not anti-Android. I just think there's so many things, especially in the real estate industry, the iPhone has an advantage, John, and it's apps come first, absolutely come first for the iPhone. Um, ease of use, yes, I understand Android is more open. I've owned them, I've owned probably 10 of them, but at the end of the day, there are more accessories, more apps um, that are easier to use for the iPhone. So, and I've owned multiple of these. The first one I'm talking about is called the Olo Clip. And this little thing just pops off. It actually is a keychain, which is I will never carry because it's way too large. No, no. Um, but this little thing just goes and slides right on top of your phone. And I don't know if I can zoom in there. Uh, I'll move it a little closer to the camera. But so you can see it's a wide-angle lens. It also comes with a macro lens, uh, which I will not use for real estate. No. But the the, the point is, let's see if I can get the camera refocused here. I pan somehow. But uh, the point is, this allows you to take wide-angle photos, which 
makes an enormous difference on taking real estate photos. but not distorted wide angle photos. correct that's why i love it you know yeah it's, it's just it's enough not, it's not rounding the edges actually you can see it in this video the one we're on mm -hmm. is a wide angle lens it has just a slight distortion but uh the Olo clip does not do that uh, make sure that you get the one with the fisheye the macro and the super wide i tried the ultra wide yesterday Come and on. it had a ton of distortion so it did not work um, it does two things. Obviously, it's a wide-angle lens, but wide-angle lenses also let in more light, so your photos will appear better. I recommend pairing it with a new app that I checked out the other day called yeah. the Fusion HDR app, and it's $1.99. Well, let me go back. This is $99 for an iPhone 7 Plus. I think it's um, $79, for, an 79 for a 6 or a 6 Plus. And, you know, rather than carry around a DSLR, which I've done bracketed photography, and we're talking about HDR with the Fusion app, um, that that's what that does. That's how these guys are generating these uh, high dynamic range photos. Is they're bracketing, a lot they're of taking contrast. three shots sure. and mixing them together, and they're popping right off the page. And guess what? People are clicking on them. Yeah, it's just it's that little subtle advantage. And I know in major markets, everyone's doing pro photos. So right, right. by no means am I saying will this replace what you're doing. But if you're still taking them on a 35 millimeter digital point and shoot, your iPhone 6, 7, whatever it is, with an Olo clip and the Fusion HDR app. Are going to take better photos and i will actually uh once this is up i will post the the photos in the they're comments. striking they're very striking yeah they're, they're just very i mean they're really good photos well i think after the iphone 7 came out they did so many things with that camera that it literally i mean i can throw my old sony camera you know That's that i paid a thousand dollars you know uh, away because it the photos really do match up as well or better. Well, and I'm using a Sony mirrorless camera now, and we take bracketed photos that mm -hmm. way, but mm -hmm. for ease of use, and I'm also using, uh, this isn't even on our list to talk about, um, the, the Steadicam that I'm using. Yeah, Osmo. The DJI Osmo Mobile. Um, your smartphone sits in there, and it actually is a motorized gimbal, and keeps everything steady. I wish I had, I don't have this. The it's Osmo, out in the field doing its stuff. The Osmo is out in the field as well as the next one, and that is the Ricoh Theta. Ooh, that was this is a good one. So I've had my eye on this thing for probably about a year. Yeah. And there was no company. It, so it takes 360 photos. It's almost, I mean, it's smaller than my iPhone. And, and it looks kind of like this with two lenses on either side. So um, what it does is it takes a rather than the we use a matterport for a lot of our 3d tours and rather than spinning around like a matterport does it actually with a lens on either side takes a photo one click and 360 yeah it's a 180 degree lens on both sides and then it merges everything together so it takes a really cool 360 photo but there is some new software out there uh emo viewer is one of them which is what i'm using that puts everything together for a 3D walkthrough tour. So people can go and they can say, okay, I wanna click on the living room, I wanna see the kitchen, I wanna see the family room, and they can walk room to room and see 360 photos of every room. And But what's the real important thing here? Time. Time. Time is the biggest thing. Yeah. Um, the Matterport typically took um, hour and a half to three and a half hours, yeah. depending on the size of the house. Uh, I can, I've, in the demos that I've done with it, I was able to do them in far more than half, or far less than half the time that it took. So I would say I could do an entire house in probably 30 to 45 I minutes. I think that's what you're talking about, you know, and, and that's, that makes all the difference. I'm not going to, you know, I, I don't want to do three hours well, of, of and, and the, 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 the other thing is hosting, Emo Viewer, it's I-M-M-O-V-I, 
E-W-E-R, um, is the software. They do charge for hosting, so it's an additional cost to the camera. The Ricoh Theta is um, two ninety nine on Amazon. You just ordered yep, one. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it, it's it's a great little, very cool tool to put in your arsenal. We'll bring one in next week. It's just it's, it's very sleek. You almost put it in your pocket. Yeah, and it's you know uh, seventy nine bucks. I think is what the three D software. So costs. the point is, with an iPhone, the Olo Clip, and a Theta. One in each hand. Yeah, seriously. You're, you you're, can literally... You're not carrying around heavy equipment. You're mm -hmm. editing your photos on the fly because it's literally just make, moving these sliders and making it look great. And it, like I said, I'll post the photos in the comments. Um, and next week, we're actually going to try to go live with this for the first time. We are. Did I, did I tell you that? No. <laughs> so, um, so we'll actually be able to post stuff live in the comments. But um, we'll also be releasing the podcast finally. So yeah, I, what yeah. I wanted to do was have three to four episodes ready to go so people could listen to multiples in a row because right. we are in the now society. and um, Nobody wants to look at us. They just want to hear some information. Well, they want to binge. You yeah, know? Yeah, well, yeah. Hopefully they want to binge because I, I think we do provide some, some cool content. Uh, but yeah, check out the Rico Theta. It's a really cool tool. Uh, we're going to be actually offering it to our agents. Um, I, I haven't even announced this to our agents yet, but if they're watching, uh, we're going to be doing $99.00 for the 3D tour and professional photos. What? Yes. What's this you say? Right, so <laughs> I, I don't think there's a better value proposition. Oh, uh, can I pay in advance? That's yeah. all I can say because I'm not I'm not doing that if uh, right. you guys are gonna get, give me first class stuff for 99 bucks. Yeah, and, and those actually will not be taken on the iPhone. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. So, no, but it, if you guys are still out there taking with a point and shoot camera, Get one of these, put it on your iPhone. You're going to have better quality photos. It's $1.99 for the app. One of the other apps that I use, um, I'm drawing a blank. I've used it forever. Camera Plus. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, nice. But it doesn't have quite the editing capabilities with the HDR. So um, that's all I've got for this week. We talked, when, we, do we fly through that? I have no idea how long we've been on. Like 20 minutes? No, I don't think so. 15? But, you know, 18. so, you know, that's, that's okay. I, I do want to circle around just for a smidge about... You know this stupid stupid market that we're in right now and just just be careful uh let your buyers know that hey this the house that we're bidding on may come up short in an appraisal and you better figure out what you want to do if that comes and give them their options mr seller it may that the same may happen here we may come up short and when you do come up short you've got to start interfacing with your lender a little bit more as agents because to Review, have this reviewed by the appraiser. You've got to really walk on some softly because you challenge them, you're, you're a dead man. Um, but if you offer them a different comp or a sale pending that's just closed, that they can, you know, hey, here's new information just down the street. It just closed two weeks ago or a week ago. Well, Would I, you reconsider now? With the market being as busy as it is, what I'm finding is agents aren't marking stuff pending right away. Oh, no. You know, it, or, or, or closed. You know, if it waits three days, um, you know, could that affect your appraisal? Certainly. Um, yeah. So timing is got, is critical. And you and don't want to step on their toes, but I, I think the the bigger issue that I'm seeing is actually appraisers aren't understanding. They say, "Well, you can't contact me," and that's actually not the case. The loan officer is not able to contact them. However, the agent is, and you are allowed to provide them with comps. You can leave them a package. I didn't. Sure. I, I checked on this the other day. Uh, uh, 
because everybody says, oh, you can't talk to these guys, it's sacred anymore. Not quite so sacred as you think. There are some rules, and, and, and rightfully so, but you can leave that package at the house when the appraiser goes through. Here's the comps I use to make this uh, analysis. Da, da, da. And then after that, if there's a problem, then you, you probably should t deal with the uh, loan officer and coordinate so sure. you're not getting anybody's face and you know, killing the deal. But that's, we're, gonna, we're gonna see this in the next 90 days for sure. Yeah, I'm with you. Yep. Let's, and let's circle back around one more second for, mm. wait, do, what is the final verdict on this? I, I actually like it. I like it too because it's very close to Woodford and you know that's just like the, the benchmark for me. It is. We, we're going to have to come up with a review scale, you know, five thumbs up or something like that. Yeah, raspberry. You know, no. Banana, or, yeah. <laughs> Apple pin, pineapple mm -hmm, pin. Mm -hmm. No, I'm in, I'm in good shape with this. I don't have any issues with this. Oh, by the way, 30 one dollars here in ohio yeah so so far we've tried wood well we didn't, did we do wood for the no, first week we, didn't do, no. we haven't never done woodford woodford's the benchmark um we did four rows of small batch which is 32 to 34 dollars mm -hmm. i think maybe 30. uh eagle rare which was 31 dollars 30 31. so we've been all right in there yes next, next week we're going to step it up a little bit and go go with a uh, a little higher end so oh. so we'll see what uh what mark's opinion is on that because i know it's one i'm that not he, used to going up to uptown he he has not tried i'm from this. beaver creek <laughs> so uh cheers guys thank you again for joining uh hope to see you again next week and uh we'll announce it ahead of time we are going to go live good day